I remember when I was one of the shout out names on this podcast. <laughs> I don't get any shout outs anymore. But... Oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, we moved on to better audience members. No, we haven't. You're still the best. <laughs> cool. Kira, hi. Hi. Um, I wanted to ask about, uh, we might rewind our conversation a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. You joined this women climbing cult. Yes. Which honestly sounds so nice. I'm very happy. It's really nice. <laughs> um, and you went through this like mindset exploration, like the unpacking, unpacking the mindset of, um, you, you know, your, your approach to climbing and maybe like mental blocks you have. And something that you mentioned was just having a lot of like really high expectations for yourself and only doing hard things and what it means when you're not able to do hard things. Yeah, I guess you asked me like what have been my biggest uh, like revelations or things that have come out of doing this kind of mindset work that I've been doing in my climbing cult. Um, And yeah, I think one of them was in kind of like identifying some of my limiting beliefs and where they come from this idea that like I'm not good at something unless unless it's easy for me or um and so then if if something's hard for me like I find it initially difficult I then get frustrated and think I'm bad at it and I shouldn't do it Mm. um and maybe that stems a little bit from like having certain things be easy for me growing up as a kid like school things um and then that meant maybe I didn't think I could do sports because they were hard (laughs) right hmm um was climbing easy for you at the start um no and I'm not really sure what like kept me going back to it honestly because I really did say like I wasn't going to get into climbing it just wasn't going to be my thing (laughs) um and and like look at you now you're in a cult I remember over the summer you were telling me like you were surprised at how much you liked climbing like you never had a thing before and yeah I've like never been so obsessive about anything And I I think it's common for people to feel that way about climbing, um, which I think annoys everybody that doesn't like climbing. Um, (laughs) But I think in realizing that it was something which it was hard, like definitely wasn't easy to start with and like still is hard, like every time is hard. Um, So rarely feels like I'm making progress, but it's like, very rewarding to try hard things and so I think this was just an avenue for me to learn that Mm. um I took a personality test out through work recently and one of the things that it told me was I um 
I don't overcome adversity. Like, <laughs> I'm, it says I'm like very easily distracted. Oh and I like, uh, I have too many projects on the go, which I agree with. And so it said, you know, watch out for, I think the like broad sweeping statement is you like to do many different things. And if you pick one thing and you run into challenges, you get bored by it. And then you just move on to a different thing. And you Sorry, my research. Yes. <laughs> I literally was just sitting in the car the other day and I was like, I just don't deal well with adversity. <laughs> what personality test did you take? Um, so I, I, I was actually, I've been applying for jobs and okay. this job or through, through the like second round interview, they like released, um, yeah, they, they sent this like survey for you to fill out and it was like a, a third par- party company. Um, and they just kind of like randomly emailed me with zero context. And at first I thought it was a phishing email. Like it was just the most generic, like dear Jason you have been selected to fill out this assessment. Like, please, at your earliest convenience. And I'm like, not going to give them any of my information, delete. Um, And then I got two of these emails as generic as those. And then finally, it was like a Friday. And like, Clara at this company's name, they sent me a personal email like, hey, Jason, happy Friday. (laughs) Just checking in. Have you had a chance to fill out your survey yet? And I'm like, Oh, you're a person. <laughs> um, so it was like, I, I think it's a company that specializes in like hiring. Okay. It, it's, it's like not exactly a Myers-Briggs, but you know, the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the report was quite comprehensive and it was actually a little devious. So the second round interview, they actually asked me questions based on my strengths and weaknesses. Oh. So like, one of my strengths was like, oh, like collaborating with others. And then they're like, you know, tell us what a time you collaborated with others. And then right. another question was like, tell us what a time you had to overcome adversity. Tell us what yeah. a time you had to be assertive. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, so it was a bit invasive. But honestly, yeah. I, I like I, uh, they gave me the report afterwards and it was quite insightful. Adversity being one of them. Um, but I mean, so... I'm challenged because like I both agree and disagree um, with this idea. Like I think maybe on a spectrum, I don't, I don't see myself as somebody who overcomes adversity, but I don't think it's like a weakness per se. I don't (laughs) know. What do you think? What do you think? Do you think you're? um... Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's bad that we like to do many different things. And I guess, like, maybe the issue is too much emphasis on uh, very strict ideas of success. Maybe it's kind of saying, oh, you're not, like, pushing through with this thing to become, quote, unquote, better at it. But, like, was the point of you doing the thing to become better at it? Or was it for you to have fun or have a hobby or mm. relax. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's challenging. I I think of most of the hobbies that I pick up, it's not to be quote unquote successful. 
Right. Right. But for climbing, you want to be successful. I do want to get better at climbing, yes. But I'm trying to, like, redefine successes so I can be successful more often. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> what does your coach call them? Woo moments? Um, it's like Woos. all a little bit. Yeah, she calls it woo when it's like, I, I don't think that's a term that I would have ever used, but, you know, like, not, as, not very scientific. <laughs> um, but I think with a lot of that stuff, it's like you get as much out of it as you're willing to put in. So, like, when you take a personality test, like, and you read the results, like, if you're, like, personality tests are stupid, then you're not really going to get anything out of reading the report. But if you're, like, well, maybe I can learn something about myself, then you can get more. Yeah. I mean, you also brought up uh, your your program, your math, your maths, and Mm -hmm. you, do you feel like... I mean, it's a common theme there where you could like double down and find something. I think, and I was talking about this in my conversations last week where I was deciding whether or not to stay in grad school. Um, I brought up like, I will, I think I wanted to go to grad school to become good at something. Mm. I think for a lot of, undergrad I felt like I was interested in many different things and didn't focus on anything and hence never became good at anything um but instead I've gone to grad school and I've done many different things and done I think fine at them um but haven't become this expert in anything um and maybe that's okay like maybe that's something to just accept about myself it does seem like you're supposed to kind of have some focus in a PhD thesis, but... Uh, one would hope, one would think. I think also a lot of people just, like, staple together a few papers and call it a day. <laughs> Not even staple, it's just one of those butterfly clips. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, this, like, specialist versus generalist. Yeah. Um. But I don't know if I've, like, left projects because, okay, to be fair, like, I I mean, most of the projects I've done have been, like, kind of contained in scope. Um, And there's been this idea that, oh, then after that, I need to, like, figure out a a larger project for my thesis. And a project was proposed to me, I guess, a few months ago. And I did think, oh, that sounds hard. Like, I don't know if I don't want to do that, but in then, and then I chose not to work with that professor, but did I choose not to work with him because it was hard sounding or was it because I just wasn't interested in it? And I don't know, maybe a bit of both. Yeah. Earlier you said something of like, if something's not easy, maybe you think it's like you're bad or... I, I, I'm I'm losing the exact wording, but it's something like if something is difficult, maybe you're just like 
sucky. Yeah, so I think another one of my limiting beliefs, and I'm not sure if, like, this is... My coach really tries to get us to, like, dive deeper behind our limiting beliefs. So I'm not sure if this is the deepest, but... (laughs) The belief that qualities are, like, static or innate. And, like... I, I wouldn't believe that for anybody else, right? Like, I wouldn't tell anybody else, like, oh, you're fixed as you are and you can't, like, get better at this thing. But I think, like, deep down inside of me, I think, oh, my smartness is, like, a certain level. And, like, if I can't do this thing, then I am just not smart enough and I can't, like, get smarter. Yeah. Like you say, we all save our harshest criticisms for ourselves. Totally. And, um, yeah. Uh, like, for me, my... um. When you, when you said that phrase that I can't quite get the wording right on, it like touched a nerve for me thinking about like, I've been reflecting on like me learning piano growing up. And uh, uh, so I was sort of telling you, I kind of was thinking about learning Python and then instead I'm <laughs> trying to teach myself guitar. And uh, guitar is, it has proved quite challenging. And um I think there's there was also a mental block associated with guitar for two reasons. One, uh, um, uh, my friend Thomas, you know my friend Thomas. Yeah. Um, he is like incredibly amazing at guitar. And uh, Thomas, thank you for making our theme music. Shout out to you. Um, and so I think I was always a little intimidated by him and just like, oh, I'll never be as good as Thomas. Why should I even try? Or why right. should I even bother? Even Dwayne. Again, shout out to you, incredibly amazing guitarist. <laughs> like his like ability to just pick up a saw or look at the tab and then all of a sudden he's a karaoke machine. Um, you know, I, I'm very intimidated by that. And I'm like, oh, like it'll take me years to get anywhere close. And that like length of time, I think looking at that is like very intimidating. So that's one aspect. But also, um, so that was aspect one, being surrounded by intimidating people. Aspect two uh, is me being put into piano at an early age and like just being terrible Um, (laughs) for my own, uh, but it was my own fault. Like I never practiced (laughs) ever. (laughs) And, um, I don't think I even understood what practicing was. Like, I would go to the lesson and, you know, I'd like fake my way through the song and she's like, oh, you know, like, here's one area of the song you could work on. And I'm like, sounds good, teacher. And then I would go home like, but like, I would never like do repetitions or, you know, like just doing the same thing over and over again. I'm like, well, I'm still bad at it. Let's move on. You know, I didn't even, that that thought that I could improve never even entered my mind. Right. Um, And so I honestly didn't really kind of learn that idea of, hey, Jason, if, it's hard. If you keep on doing it, you might actually get better. Like, it sounds stupid, but I don't think it was until I really, like, um, maybe when um, in when I had that, like, dance phase. Kira, mm-hmm. remember when you would be, we had this, like, pact of we wanted to be in a yes. dance crew? <laughs> I was just so, watching dancing videos before our call. Yo, I, um, only earlier today, my, like, Spotify randomly uh stumbled upon love on top the beyonce song do you know this song yeah uh, so i like never watched the music video before so i watched them and i'm like 
yo, this music video is so good. And also that song is so good. So then um, I was, uh, yeah, legit uh, looking up Love on Top dance tutorials 30 minutes before our call. Nice. Trying to practice them. That, that aside, I think, so Kira, you and me, there was a moment in time where every week, I think we made a promise to each other that we would like set a timer for 10 minutes and like practice some dance thing. Yeah. We were doing whacking videos or something. Yeah. I don't think it was until that, that I'm like, you know what? I can just like practice and I'll get better. Like it, I think that literally changed my life. Um <laughs> And now, you know, learning guitar for the last two, three weeks, similar. And, you know, I was bad and it was hard, but I don't know, for, for whatever reason, that didn't deter me as much. I, it's, yeah, I don't know what to say. I think, like, I had the moment with piano where I was like, if I want to get, like, where I was like, I just... I'll never be good at piano because I'm not going to put in like a hundred thousand hours or however many hours I need. Like there's X amount of hours in my life and I'm just not going to dedicate that many to piano. And so I'm never going to be good. And so I might as well just give up now. And I don't think that's a good attitude to have, but like admittedly, that's how I felt about piano. Mm. Um, Kira, you're a really good singer. Uh, <laughs> Uh, um what uh you were in choir for a long time right i was in choir for a long time did did that did you was that something that you like picked up naturally or what like i think singing is like harder than piano arguably maybe not but i think like maybe some different challenges i i don't know like why I, I like singing. So maybe singing was something which I did just because I liked it. And in a choir, like, it didn't matter so much if you were that good because there's lots of other people. So there's less focus on you as an individual, I guess. Mm. But also, I think there was just, like, a lot of singing in Catholic school. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> just th- th- learning through osmosis. Yeah. Um. so yeah i guess the the question is is something worth doing if you're never going to be good at it and i think in the past i would have said no but now maybe i'm like yeah i'll have fun with it right yeah i i think it's like probably good for us to find reasons which aren't just um like outcome based Mm. to do something I think I have that relationship with skiing. Okay. Um, I think, I I don't think we've ever skied before, but my understanding is that you're also a relatively high level skier and I have learned (laughs) skiing within the past three years. Um, uh, I went with Maureen. uh, She, she, uh, to uh, silver star in Vernon. And um, there's like a group of 10 of us or whatever. And Uh, I don't think they knew my skiing level. And they were like, oh, let's go down this blue run. And then halfway down the blue run, it like um, 
converted into a black run. And everyone's like, okay, let's just all do this black run. And I'm like, uh, this is the first black diamond I've ever done. Oh my gosh. And it was so hard. I was sweating, like literally (laughs) drenched. And I, I was drenched for doing nothing because like, I was so afraid. I would like go down, go down, go down, bail, go down, go down, bail, go down, bail, go down, bail. And I was just, but despite that, like I still enjoy skiing. It is fun. And I have like no illusions ever to be good at it. And I'm like not even that interested in improving. Um, I'm just happy to like, you know, whatever. If people are going, I'll go. But like, honestly, I'm not trying to get better when I go skiing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think skiing is like the only physical activity that I have felt like I'm pretty good at. And I really like skiing. Like I, to be fair, like the, the external things about skiing, like can stress me out. Like it's kind of like usually a full day activity and like, you got to get up early and it's maybe going to be cold. You got to put on so many clothes. Mm. Um, but like the act of like starting down a slope or like carving into fresh powder is like very joyful. Mm. Um, and I think being able to experience that joy, like maybe comes with like a level of competence, but I don't think it's been about my being like super good at it. Like I, I think I'm like a a decent skier for the fact that I ski like less than 10 times a year. Mm. Um, But I'm at the like level where I can really just enjoy it. And similarly, like, I don't feel I need to get better. And I think that's the dream. Like, I think that's where you ideally I'd get to in all my activities is I know enough to like play. Right? right. I think like almost like learning a language, like you'd like to know enough Spanish to at least be able to like joke with people. Right. If you can get to that point, like you don't need to read Cervantes or whatever. I don't know right. if that's a fancy Spanish literature thing, but um, I, like I have no illusions of like writing a novel in Spanish. But if I can go down to Mexico and like joke with the wait staff or something um i think that's a fun space and like you know skiing has that similar like you need you need to know enough to at least go get down the mountain and then anything beyond that is good i kind of would like to get there with guitar like i would like to you know know two or three chords two or three songs you know campfire situation i can at least do something and then right move on you know we don't need to dwell here but um (laughs) you know i same you could say the same for guitar same with singing um but so rock climbing it sounds like you're not satisfied with that plateau there is that like despite being able to play, you know, you can go outside and, you know, set up a multi-pitch or whatever, but still there's like, nope, I want to climb that next harder mountain. I think um, I was talking to my friend Christina about this and about my, like, uh, always wanting to succeed at things. And she was like, well, you picked a hobby, which is all about getting to the top of things. (laughs) 
Um, and it's true. It's like very, like it's set up to be very quantifiable, right? Like there's all these grades. Um, people do all these kinds of like strength and training assessments. And that's, I think, appealing to me. Like I, I do like that. I think I, I think I'm realizing like I do maybe better with more structure or like rules. Um, and yeah, so I want to be able to enjoy climbing for the like play aspect and for um, like moving my body in creative ways. Uh, but I do also want to like keep improving at climbing and maybe there will be some point where I feel like I'm at a, a, a level where I, a, like a resting level that I can just enjoy. Um, but I think also part of the enjoyment is the like work, the trying really hard to get better at something. Right. Right. Yeah. They're like two different types of enjoyment and yeah. just because you know, with skiing, you enjoy this aspect. It doesn't mean, that doesn't preclude you from enjoying a different aspect with climbing. Right. Um, but, yeah. Um, but I think in order for me to have more, like, fun and enjoyment on a, like, regular basis in my climbing, I do need to embrace more of the, like, small wins or the, like enjoying the process kind of ideas well i mean i think uh, maybe this was before we started recording but like your experience with climbing is often one of frustration <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i think i'm getting better at it uh at least i'm really trying to get better at it because i think it's kind of like not nice to be around somebody that gets very frustrated easily so i'm trying to focus more on like being grateful to be outside and um, being grateful to have a body which can like move me in these ways and also to like enjoy learning like I'm I'm learning how to do this thing mm. um, <clears throat> uh, do you what was that author that um, you read all his books Peter Hessler yeah do you uh, so i've only ever read his one book oracle bones um right. do you remember so in that one it was sort of set between 1999 and 2004 and so basically this author is an american living in china and he's just kind of uh, reflecting on um, his experiences and one of them was when beijing was making a bid for the olympics and uh, he was kind of breaking down kind of China's relationship with the Olympics. Do you remember this part of the book? Not really. Okay, no, fair enough. So um, what I remember is it kind of went through this background history of China as a country has this identity that um, it's always being bullied. Like sort of the Chinese narrative is oh, we're a very peaceful country and all these foreign attackers are here and like right. messing our shit up or whatever, um, be it Japan or British or, you know, all these things. Yeah. So, um, and so China, much through the 20th century, um, continued to have this, you know, after World War II and, and all these things. So China wanted to like 
But at the same time, you know, China being impoverished for a long time, all of a sudden was gaining power, um, like industrializing, becoming like wanting to become a uh, like a first world superpower or something. And so one of the avenues to try to prove that was through the Olympics. Like Olympics is like, oh, like we won all the gold medals. So we're better than you or whatever. Right. So, so anyways, um, I think what Peter was reflecting on in this book was China has taken all the worst parts of sports and the Olympics (laughs) and has gained none of the benefits. So, right. China's just become like hyper competitive. Like if you, I, I think my classic like Chinese, um, like Olympic touchstone is those like twelve year old gymnasts, who, totally. you know, like at the age of three, their hands selected, they're put into this training factory where their entire childhood is just to become a, a gold medal Olympian. Yeah, um, they do that. And then, like, they're just washed out by 16 because, like, their quote-unquote life's purpose is, like, fulfilled. (laughs) Um, I'm hyperbolizing a bit, but, you know. Um, So, and and that, like, that is representative of the entire, like, Chinese Olympic machine. Right. They just care about winning. It's not about, like, enjoying the sport, you know. It's like, that two-year-old gymnast didn't, you know, dream to become a gold medal athlete. It's the state that said we need to be better than the than America. So we're handpicking you. Um, and then I think Peter was contrasting that with his own experience with sports, where like almost the point of sports was, or his best memories with sports were taught to him by his dad. And really, it's kind of like teamwork, cooperation, like good sportsmanship which (laughs) basically translated as when you lose like don't be a jerk um anyways um i didn't have a specific question per se bringing that up but um i think it is sort of what we're talking about of kind of like what success looks like or like what what are the reasons we do things yeah yeah you're much better at remembering details from books than I am. <laughs> um, I've been trying in recent years to uh, like post-it notes, parts that I like, and then I'll read the post-it notes afterwards. Do you have a spreadsheet? I do have a spreadsheet. I so. <laughs> <laughs> Kira, just assume I have a spreadsheet for everything. <laughs> Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, so, I mean, looking into the future, do you think, like, a new hobby comes along? Mm. Like, I, I, I guess this is the approach that you've always had. Or maybe it's not the approach you've always had. But, like, there's a there's a part of yourself that's like, mm, I, I, wanna, I only want to pick things that I'm, like, good at. And that's important for you? I don't know. I think I see myself continuing with climbing for, uh, like, indefinitely. 
as long as I don't like injure myself too badly. As long as you don't break your ankle. Oh wait, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's been broken yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is still a hobby that takes a lot of time. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's okay. What's what's time for anyways, other than trying to get to the top of something. So maybe like in my going to grad school, I'm not going to end up becoming specific in my like career, research interests, whatever, but I have gotten more specific in my hobbies. <laughs> Check. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean that yeah, that sounds okay. Okay, great. Thanks, Kira. Mm-hmm. I think that's our episode. Nice. <laughs>